Welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Podcast, the podcast where we take a certain genre, director, or actor from the silver screen, and we talk about their best example, their worst example, and an example that is, you know, when it gets up there in the years, gets a little crazy. My name is Micah. Hey, I'm Kelly. And I'm Charles. And uh, if you... (laughs) If you haven't figured out what we're talking about, we're talking about Kelly's pick, which is Hag Horror slash Hag Exploitation slash Psycho Biddy slash Grandom Guignol. Psycho Biddy? Psycho you didn't say that last time. <laughs> no, well, because... I'm adding it now because. Did you make that up or is that for real? <laughs> no, it's for real. Check it out on Wikipedia and IMDb. And I'm last, not time, lying. last time you said Hag Exploitation, you lost me for an entire minute. I it's... couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> you were saying if you went to a video store, which doesn't really exist anymore, but if you went in, you said, I want to see all your Psycho Biddy selections. Like, Well, it's more of a. It's more of a term that is given like retrospectively to movies in more of an academic, like talking about them since. Right? Yeah, I'm sure I, a lot I, of I, at the academy they sit around and go, Psycho Biddy. The <laughs> perfect example of okay. Okay, 20th century Psycho Biddy. Well, were any of these movies popular? I mean, like as far as like Academy Awards, did any of them receive nominations? Were they. In fact, several did, yes. So that's mm-hmm. so maybe so, they were. So, so well, let me also point out too, really quick. If uh, you didn't hear the past two episodes, um, our beloved Kelly is not in the room with us. She is uh, moved to a different state, actually. So she might sound just a little bit different. Don't adjust your. What, what do you adjust? You don't adjust anything on a on an iPhone or a. Blackberry. I mean. Yeah. Well, it depends on what they're listening. On. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, if you're listening, you know, in your old AM/FM radio, then sure, more power all, to you. Just away. I, yes. I understand why you don't click subscribe, but <laughs> we appreciate your listening. <laughs> all right, so let's get back to these movies. What are your picks for the hag horror genre? <laughs> you didn't say Psycho Biddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, my picks, my picks for hag horror um, are Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. From 1962, uh, Die, Die, My Darling from 1965, and Flesh Feast from 1970. Also, I want to point out it's Die, exclamation point, Die, exclamation point, My Darling, exclamation point. (laughs) Exactly. That was not um, theatrics infused by me. That is really the title. So overall, um, these were were entertaining movies, Mm -hmm. and... um, they were the idea is i get the idea i do get the idea but even though some of them and we'll talk more about this later some of them are very well acted it's kind of like you're going really you've reached this point (laughs) to the actress you know really you're you're doing this so well and really that's how the genre was born i mean just in case any of you guys out there didn't tune into our last episode i gave just a little bit of a backstory on what exactly hag horror is and i mean what it is 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 these the studios started more or less exploiting i mean that sounds harsh but you know using uh using these older formerly glamorous actresses who who had kind of been put out to pasture by hollywood for the crime of getting older and so and by older you mean like 50s 
if that exactly right? yeah exactly i mean these are not old women these are just women who hollywood has arbitrarily decided are too old to play leading ladies anymore and ooze sexuality now and when did... you're in your 50s you're like a crazy old bat who all you do is sit around in your decaying mansion all day and think about the days of yesteryear so crazy. it's yeah it's pretty sad, really, but um, yeah, it, it shows you how di- how different times were then. Because today, if you're in your fifties, you're still pretty young. I mean, fifties kind of the new forties slash upper thirties. There's plenty of um, actresses now that are headlining in their fifties and sixties and seventies. Yeah, but yeah, I mean these these are not old women. But when you, it's easy to forget that when you watch these movies because they really ramp up the. Um, psycho bittiness of it. I mean, their hair is all crazy. They're wearing nightgowns. They're reliving the days of their youth. They are wearing an inch of makeup on their face. I mean, it's just, it's, it, they, they all have kind of a decidedly B movie feel to them, or most yeah. of them do. Um, no, we're going to go with all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of, let's go ahead and start on um, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane from 1962. It is your. What? Okay, this is my good pick. Yeah, it's, I kind of figured that. Yeah, probably not a stumper. But... It is for me. <laughs> really? It is your good pick or no, it no, is it's a stumper? stumper? Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'm okay, so give us, a, give us a synopsis. I liked of one of these movies happened. and this was not it. What? <laughs> give us a synopsis of whatever happened to Baby Jane. Wow, Charles. Okay, um, so... <laughs> IMDb uh, sums it up pretty succinctly. It's just one sentence, and I think it works pretty well. Uh, a former child star torments her paraplegic sister in their decaying Hollywood mansion. And yep. that is... Yep, that's about it. That, that's what that happened. Is, that's it. Yeah, that is, yeah. So um, this movie stars Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Um, this is actually the first movie that sort of pioneered the, the hack horror genre. Yeah, um, I was about to... I was about to say that, but uh, go, go ahead. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, my God. Um, well, I mean, that's one of the points that I want to make. Hey, is it this? All the rest of these movies are hey, after Micah, this Micah, movie. Let, let me interrupt you. I was going to say that, Micah. But go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, this whole hag horror idea. I was going to have that idea, but you stole it. So we're cool. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Um, so this was directed by Robert Aldridge. Um, and it's actually, it's a pretty slick crime thriller, I think. I mean, it's a very, it's a very psychological movie. It's the, the black and white is just great. Um, it really amps up the tension and the atmosphere and the mood of creepiness. And, and basically, okay, so usually in hag horror, it, it divides the older women into two general roles either they're the older woman in peril role or they're kind of a deranged predator type of role and this movie actually has both betty davis is playing the predatory role and uh joan crawford is playing the older woman in peril she um as i said is 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 betty davis's paraplegic sister in this they had a terrible auto accident years before um and now Betty Davis is taking care of Joan Crawford in their in their old mansion, and um, as the movie goes on, she's slipping a little bit further and further from reality. Uh, she used to be a vo- on vaudeville, and she was this big star. And then the tables turned on her, and Blanche, Joan Crawford's character, actually became the much more famous of the two and more of the enduring star. And so there's all these 
I mean, this is a very juicy sibling rivalry tale, to say the least. I mean, they're all these tensions are simmering between them. And as Betty Davis becomes more and more um, mentally unhinged, I mean, it just, it gets very creepy. There is nothing quite like seeing Betty Davis wearing tons and tons of makeup, wearing baby doll dresses and dancing around to numbers that she used to sing when she was like eight years old. It's just, it's, it's pretty shocking, I would say for the time. I think she's very creepy, very, very creepy. That's a good way to put it because yeah. uh, we were watching this movie, my wife and I, and then the internet started messing up, so we had to turn it off, went to bed. That night, she had dreams, nightmares, that Jane was in our living room dancing oh. around. Wow. <laughs> so. Yeah. It'll get you. Yep. I can see that. Yeah. Um, Charles, I Char- Char- to... Charles is kind of obviously nodding so oh, gosh don't i i, I don't want to know the answer but tell me the answer I'm why just, don't you I'm like just this movie? Here, i'm just sitting here that if you don't want to know you don't no, want to no know. no i think sometimes <laughs> it's what show. happens is that kelly and i just gush and gush and gush and then we turn right. your turn charles and he's like blah. okay but how about we blah at first and then we'll continue gushing okay good good but you already gush well let me go ahead and say my verdict on this is i think it's a good movie is it is great it doesn't need you know, the highest pedestal, maybe if hag horror, I don't know, maybe, but it, it, I don't think it stands the test of time. And as the greatest, one of the greatest movies, I think it's a, I think it's a good, entertaining, interesting, and brave movie. Of was this time. one nominated yes. for any Academy Awards? Um, it was actually, let me see. It did win one. Let me just oh, really? double check. Yeah. What, which one that was. I can tell you Let's that, see. uh, I've got it right here if you want it. It's um Yeah, go for it. Best costume design. But where is it nominated for anything else? Uh, uh yeah, Betty Davis uh was nominated. Uh Victor Buono? Buono? Oh, is that the um the British man? Uh Edwin, yeah. yeah. He was nominated. Uh cinematography was nominated. Sound was nominated, and that's just Oscar. Uh um, No Joan Crawford? No, it doesn't say Joan Crawford that was nominated. That surprises me. Which it doesn't surprise me that much because honestly, I think that she gave a, you know, a pretty bland performance. Was that a pun on Blanche? <laughs> that almost was. It almost was. It seriously almost was. I say own it. It is. Yeah. And um, Betty Davis gave a very brave performance. I think that. I think that this performance really was is one thing you can point to to prove that Betty Davis is one of the greatest actresses ever. Because she took on a role like this, and she—I mean, it's—it's it's a challenge to her, um, her skill and her craft. Mm-hmm. So I think that she totally should have been nominated. One, uh, you know, what? I—I I don't think it was a winning performance, but nominated, yeah. I—I I mean, I definitely agree with you. I mean, Betty Davis, if nothing else, she did not shy away from unflattering roles. She was not afraid to frump it up. She was not afraid to go you know, either full throttle on the makeup or wear no makeup. I mean, she was just, she just, the lady worked. She didn't care what it was, whatever she was given. She did the best that she could do. And I, I admire her for that. And 10 years before this, she was doing all about Eve where she right. was that, you know, glamor and, you know, mm-hmm. very concerned about her looks character. So yep. it, it's, it's really good to see that she didn't typecast herself as that. Yeah, for sure. Charles, um, 
Well, like I said, this is not my favorite of the three. Um, to be honest, I didn't really like this movie. Um, I think, I think the part at the beginning, the flashback with the, uh, with uh, Baby Jane on stage was horrible. It was really cheesy, <laughs> and weird. Um, I think the the opening mystery of who who drove the car into the the, the fence or the gate or whatever. I think that was stupid and cheesy. Um, I think the ending on the beach and that well, whole thing let me, is awful. Let me say something real quick because if you haven't seen it, you should see it because there is a twist ending that we're going to go ahead and spoil here in just a few seconds. But Well, that's the thing. Like They do the whole thing um, where they show someone getting horribly injured. It's kind of a you know a teaser at the beginning. And and it's like, this is so stupid. It. I don't know. They reference it a lot throughout the movie. Um, you know, it's kind of like, uh, like a, like some sort of like, you know, serial killer movie or who done it. It's like, I don't care enough at this point to really wonder. And the ending was so bad and so stupid and just, I don't know. But the middle part, the middle part was decent. I just, I don't know. I just didn't really like this movie at all. I, there's only like a handful of moments that I thought were interesting, and one of which is, you know, her serving her the meals, uh, like with the the bird and the rat and all that, putting those on the plate. That's creepy. That's you know, that's I'd never seen that in a movie, especially a movie in the '60s. That's kind of out there. And I admit, Betty Davis was I thought it gave a really great performance, and I even like Joan Crawford, but I just feel like this movie was stretched out way too thin. If this had been a short film, okay, but. It's like the same thing over and over and over again. She's going to try to escape. She's going to try to do this. And uh, it felt like it was a three-hour movie. And it just I just really didn't like it. Man. Pacing. Pacing, I guess, is the word I'm looking for, which is ironic. But since I gave that long-winded answer, but pacing <laughs> is the issue here. I'd say, and I, 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 I don't want to tease the spoil and then not give it away. Do you want to go ahead and give the, the twist away, Kelly? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, so at the beginning, like Charles mentioned, there's a scene where, uh, where it, it never shows anybody's faces in, but you, you understand, you're to understand that it's Betty Jo or, um, Betty, Betty Davis and Joan, Betty Jo, uh, Betty Davis Tennessee and Joan Crawford. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're in the car and they, there's a crash into the gate and one of them's driving and one of them gets run over by the gate and we're assume we're it, i do kind of agree with you that it's a little bit obvious because like why would they why would they add an element of mystery to that scene right. if you weren't supposed to think that it was the other person but really it was the other one so i mean i get what you're saying with that but anyway uh, joan crawford is paralyzed from it so we assume that she was the one that got run over and betty davis was behind the wheel because she was drunkenly carousing and she was jealous and resentful of her fame and but uh, at the end you come to find that in fact blanche was driving the car and betty davis uh betty davis you know she was out in front of the gate but then she ran away or she was drunk or something and they right. she's they, they spun it to where it would look like um you know Blanche was in Blanche was the one that was not driving. And so that's a big part of the psychological torment of the whole movie is that Blanche has spent the past X number of years thinking that she paralyzed her sister, but really she didn't. She paralyzed herself. So, yeah. Um, and then she's still, okay. So if you want to feel like she's innocent or she's been, you know, it's like 
it's like kind of you know you're you're sympathizing with her because you realize that that Joan Crawford's really kind of ruined her life essentially, but Betty Davis still kills their their maid or whatever, um, you know, and yeah, she's still, Elvira. yeah, and so it's like she's still a murdering woman. I don't have any sympathy for her at all. Like she's still crazy, and I don't know. This is just, it's just a weird movie. Yeah, well, I mean. So, so I I feel like we're we're all kind of you Kelly. You're our. It's a great movie. I'm. It's a it's a good movie, and it's an okay movie. It's an okay movie. So, hey, great, good, and okay. That's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> our spinoff podcast. Great, good, and okay, and eh, just okay. <laughs> Hashtag. All right. Hey, yeah. Nobody steal that. Yeah. Actually, hashtag is not the same as copyright. Um, <laughs> Kelly, what's our it's legal speak? What's our next pick? Okay, our next pick is 1965's "Die, Die, My Darling." Which one do you think this guy's? Is? The, right, which I'm gonna one say do you guys you're think? Ugly. Charles, I, I I'm torn because because having seen all three of these movies and knowing that good is off the table. And knowing what the other movie, the last movie you're going to talk about, I'm going to say this is your bad and the the other movie is going to be your ugly. Incorrect. Micah is right. Ah. This is my this is my ugly. Um, yeah. So give a quick synopsis of what... Uh, we watch die, the same die, movies? my darling. <laughs> okay. So the synopsis is... Uh, According to IMDb, a young woman is terrorized by her deceased fiancé's demented mother who blames her for her son's death. And this movie is just a hot mess. It stars Stephanie Powers and Tallulah Bankhead, which this was the last time Tallulah Bankhead, or it was her last film appearance, actually, but it was the first. I mean, she hadn't done anything in so many years, and she came back basically out of retirement to do this movie. And she... It's just oh man, like the the crazy harpsichord music, yes, that occurs all throughout the the thing. It just it makes you wonder if the director and the filmmakers and and people in general are in on the joke, or is it supposed to be funny, or is it not supposed to be funny? I really still don't know. Um, but it is. It's it's hilarious, and I love it. But it's just it's a pretty cringeworthy at times. <laughs> so you think it's your. You would say good. I right. haven't said yet. I didn't go, ahead. go ahead. Are you gonna? What, what did you call it? Gush. Go ahead and gush. No, I'm not. Gu- I'm not go gushing. Gush I'm not gonna gush. Go ahead and gush one. and see if I. We'll do what you're gonna do. All and right. See well, if here's I gush. here's what I would say to it. Um, is that it's a. I think it's a entertaining piece, and you know it would be a good. Back in 1965, a good like popcorn horror flick, and also hey, great, acting by Donald Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> Donald I couldn't Sutherland say that with a straight face, this. but it's Donald Sutherland is in this, and uh, yeah, he's um, he plays a mentally handicapped person, and um, it's just he he goes full on and it doesn't work. Yeah. Anyway, I I think that it's it's entertaining. I'm I'm gonna say the same thing that Charles said about whatever happened to Baby Jane is the pacing. I don't I don't like the pacing of it because the story. <clears throat> this is how I compare it. it. It's almost like a novel. You know when you 
you know, when you, you read a book, you read a novel and you watch the movie and then you go, oh, but th- also this happened and they talked to this person and this and this and this. But I understand that they couldn't do that for the movie because a movie you want to make a concise, you know, blend some scenes together to make it, you know, more concise in the story flow. I feel like they did a page. If, I'm not even sure if it's a novel or not, but if it was a novel, it was a page for page remake because there are so many things that happen. Like she tries to escape, then she gets caught again. And then she tries to escape this way and she gets caught again. And then she tries to escape and then she goes to talk to this person. And then this person meets this person. And it's like, it could it, it, it could have made it a lot more streamlined to trim the fat there. But uh, I, I think that it was it was suspenseful and it was, you know, kept my attention. Uh, one other thing that really kept my attention was, um, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but, uh, to Lilla Bankshead's, uh, voice throughout the whole thing. Yes. And I'm going to say it for Dr. Mike, don't smoke kids. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good gosh. All, yeah. all four of these women that all four of these star, you know, old, you know, Hollywood stars smoking did some really bad things to their voices. It did. That is for sure. But it, but it's it works in the movie. I think it makes her more menacing sounding because she's just this. Stephen. Um, Stephen. <laughs> Patricia. Wow, this gun is dangerous, Patricia. Like she just she, she's floating around the movie in this very you know severe bun, and she's this. I guess this wasn't really said in the synopsis, but she's um, an elderly religious fanatic. And part of the reason she kidnaps Patricia is because she's trying to cleanse her soul and remake her a virgin to be reunited with her son in heaven. And so there's this, this very kooky undertone to it where she's trying to like get this voluptuous sex potty woman to, to, you know, go down and read scriptures with her at, you know, 20 times during the day and, you know, not wearing lipstick and all these things. Anyway. Charles, so. your take. I love this movie. <laughs> it's by far I, my I have, favorite. I have a um, theory why you love this movie, but go Why do you think I love this movie? No, I want to hear you first. I want to hear you first. Well, Okay, I I didn't think it was a comedy. I actually, I liked, (laughs) I'm serious, I liked the plot. I thought, okay, for one, you're dealing with religion in the 60s, so it's one of those things, again, where it's like, I feel like it's kind of progressive in the sense that you're you're dealing with religion head-on, whereas I don't feel like other films would have done that. Um, Wow, whatever dog was that, was that Etta or... um, Who knows? But, uh... But I feel like it, it dealt with that, and it, um, I, I, I don't know, I, I like, I, I actually really like, I, I felt like it was way ahead of its time, if I'm being honest, like, uh, the subjects were very dark, like the, um, the assistant that tried to rape her almost, and, uh, you know, it went to some really dark, dark places, um, I also think it had some elements of, uh, Hitchcock, um, from Psycho, I think there was a lot of that, with the body decomposing in the basement, um, and the whole thing with the mother talking to a dead son, it's kind of a, you know, reverse of Psycho almost. Um, I think the acting was fantastic. You mentioned Donald Sutherland, you know, okay, he was a little over the top, but even when she throws the, the thing, you know, to, to let her out, which is very reminiscent of Baby Jane, right? I mean, she, you know, in that movie, she throws a note out trying to get the neighbor's attention and there's suspense about whether... Betty Davis is going to get the note first. Same thing with this. She throws it out. Donald Sutherland's character gets it. 
And he puts it in his jacket and you're like, oh God, he, she didn't see it. And then he comes back and gives it to the lady that she doesn't want to see it. That's great. That is the way that was shot from far away from the angle. That's very much Hitchcock style. Um, I, I, I love the cinematography. I think the, the, this is the only one of the three that was in color, but I, I just, I thought it was beautiful cinematography. It looked very modern. It, it just, I, I, I was really impressed with this movie. I think the acting was fantastic. I, I, the pacing didn't bother me. I actually felt like it flowed much faster, smoother than baby Jane. Um, I loved it. I really did. You loved the acting of Stephanie Powers? I did. I truly. <laughs> she was, she was great. She was like staggering all over the place. The time when she stabbed herself with the scissors and she's just, that was, I, she, she cracked me up. That was amazing. I, I really, truly, I, I really liked her character. I like, I thought, I thought I, I, I just liked all of it. I really did. Can I tell you one well, thing that bothered me? And this is totally being kind of a film nerd by saying this. And this is why I thought, and you, you actually hinted at it, but it was the cinematography that bothered me because the color palette was off the wall in this movie. I loved it. Like, okay. okay. You know what it reminded me of? What? Dawn of the Dead. George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. The color palette of that. And the color palette in Dawn of the Dead is crazy with the, the makeup and the blood. Yeah. It is very, yeah. very bright. And it's supposed to be. What? But this one, it just seemed like they didn't get it right. They didn't. So there's a really good uh, book about this. It's called If It's Purple, Someone's Gonna Die. And it's about cinematography and art direction and how when you bring in the color purple, like something's gonna happen, either you know murder or something like that. And this the, the scene in the basement is it, it's got this weird purplish color. Like they used lights and I, it was very stylized approach to everything. And I loved it. I seriously, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like I, this was by far my favorite of these movies. No, I get what you're saying, but it, it seemed like it was just shoved in your face. Like here's some purple and now blood is red. So here's stop sign red for blood. You know, it was just very like, ah, overwhelming the color. Not, not but, subtle. Did it, maybe, I, I don't know, did it feel like a modern movie because of that? Or do you think that took you out of it? That took me out of it. See, to me, it felt more modern that way. It almost was almost kind of comical to me that way. Did you feel that way, Kelly? Like it's too over the top with the with the I, cinematography? I did, yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of a mix between you two because I do love this movie. I was laughing hysterically throughout the entire thing. But all of the elements Mike is suggesting, I I did think were heavy-handed and kind of made it a little bit funny when it wasn't necessarily meant to be. And like the whole scene with Tallulah Bankhead snuggling with the teddy bear and and crying, and then in the end, like wiping, putting the lipstick on her face and going, and then wiping it off (laughs) her face. And she, oh man, see that's the you're gonna think I'm just messing with you, but that's what I wanted out of Baby Jane, like. I feel like she did a better job than Betty Davis did in a very similar uh-huh. scene. It, we, we haven't even talked about the best scene or the best line in the movie. See, here's my theory. My theory is that they had a working title called, like, you know, Stephen's Mom or something. <laughs> and then the part where she falls down the stairs and uh, Tallulah, uh, what's her name? Mrs. Trefoil goes over to her and says, mm-hmm. Now I know what you must do. You must die die my darling i feel like the director at that point went cut and then did some fist pumps and said we have the title of our movie that's it yeah put it on the poster and i love that scene agreed i love that scene. you love it because it seemed a little forced hey everybody here's the title of our movie in case you like you didn't read the ticket it may not have been the title originally 
and it's better than Steven's mom or whatever, you know. But <laughs> I, 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 trivia, you know, it actually speaking, was not the title. Steven's speaking of her smoking voice, it's <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was gonna say, speaking of a smoking voice, it's funny because she's. In this movie, she's playing someone that doesn't smoke and is very much against smoking and makes, you know, when she catches the other, uh, the main character smoking, she's like, oh, and tobacco too. And, you know, I don't know. I just, I really like this What she movie. was really thinking is, I want to drag. Well, and I guess, I guess it works yeah. for her character though, because she at one point was an actress. So maybe back in the day she, I don't know. It's just a good movie. Come on, guys. <laughs> Let's go on to the next one. I think we can all agree about this one. Go ahead, Kelly. Yes. So the last one is Flesh Beast from 1970, and it is my bad pick. What is what you left at, Micah? Well, I just really hope that there is a uh, mystery science theater on this. And I was going to say, <laughs> I don't think we all agree because I wouldn't have put this as a bad one. What? This would have been my ugly pick if it was me. It, okay, I, well, can, I understand. I can, okay, I understand. Yeah, that. I it is so bad. Say. It's almost it's, good. It's so bad. Yeah, I mean, I could see. Ba- that, that's why I said I want it to be a mystery science theater yeah, one yeah. because I want to get a group of guy people together and uh, watch this and just laugh. Just, and laugh. just men, it's, though. It's, just men. Just guys. <laughs> yeah, I almost said guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Only men are involved. Only men can watch hag horror films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the women, the women folk coolers. can't tolerate it. <laughs> So give us a synopsis of this, Kelly. Okay. So, well, all right. Here's the synopsis. So a ring of Nazis in Florida is in in possession of the body. Do we know that, though? I don't. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. A ring of Nazis in Florida is in possession of the body of Adolf Hitler and plan to revive him so they can take over the world. Is that, that is really what it says? Is that what this it is? But it is. is that you just spoiled the, the whole twist. movie. That's what I am Oh my gosh. Man, what do they write for Planet of the Apes? Like, no, she's totally right. I'm looking at it. It says a ring of Nazis. Well, I didn't think she was lying. What do you, what's your problem? No, like, no uh, I mean, but that's the whole <laughs> twist. That's the whole point of watching this movie is that last five minutes. Well, okay. And you're right because it really, really is confusing. Like this, you spend this whole movie which is a horrible transfer. The dialogue is terrible. No one in this entire movie delivers a line convincingly. Poor Veronica Lake. She's like, I don't think she's even 50 in this movie, but she looks like she's in her 60s and she plays a kooky mad scientist. And she, uh, the movie makes no sense. You can get lost along the way so very easily and you're right they don't bring in the whole thing about the nazis and hitlers like she's doing this these murky endeavors with she's doing this experiments with maggots and she's experimenting with like this fountain of youth type concept where they are going to regenerate your flesh instead of eat it away but (laughs) so these mysterious guys are bringing her all these these victims and she's wheeling bodies out of the hospital and like just getting away with it somehow. And then you find out in the last five minutes that their whole end game was to have her regenerate Hitler and spoiler alert, if anyone cares for this movie to be spoiled, but so all along she's been using maggots to regenerate people. And then she puts these maggots on Hitler's face and she's exacting this her this form of terrible revenge because her mother was put in a concentration camp. And so, but instead of doing what they've been doing the entire movie, the maggots actually like eat his flesh off of his face, and he's screaming, and she's laughing this 
hilarious, maniacal, wah-ha-ha-ha kind of laugh at the end. She keeps just... on saying things like, have some more, my Fuhrer. <laughs> yeah, he is. And it's like, okay. And there's a portrait of her mom, like, hanging up watching the whole thing. Yes. It wasn't my fault. It was Himmler. I... <laughs> it's, it is so convenient. Because it's like, why would the maggots be suddenly performing a different purpose than they've been? They could be different maggots. She may have had only like a handful of maggots that actually regenerated your flesh and the rest, well, okay. the rest ate. Here's my other question, though. Is this movie, this, this is a movie from 1970. Mm-hmm. Is this supposed to take place in the 40s or is it supposed to take place in present day? In which case, why is Hitler alive? Because he was... Well, there was Killed a whole it. yeah, but there was a whole uh, conspiracy that Hitler survived. He went to South America or something. and went to South America. He's not a zombie. He's not. Uh, what I know, but I, I don't know. Right? I, Am I, does that, that's what they're trying to do. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're not because, trying to bring it back to life. They just no, want to make him younger. Yeah, to, for his prime. Yeah, to I guess I don't know because Jose, which we'll talk about Jose in a minute, but Jose says uh, that there's like a you know a ship full of guns and ammunition or something right off the coast uh, basically they're they're planning an invasion of north america or of, uh, you know the u.s right let's talk about jose because uh, he was such a central character wasn't he oh yeah yeah he was he was great i like how he had known this woman for five minutes this um perky young nurse who was living in veronica lake's boarding quarters for reasons unknown and they they know each other for like five seconds and they fall in love and they're talking about running away together and he's just, oh, oh yeah. everything in this movie is just weak 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 yeah it is yeah and i i honestly didn't know who she was for the longest time i thought she was the same person as the nurse that was sneaking out the bodies you know Mm-hmm. I thought that was the same person. They've come to find out, no, it's not the same person. And what did the reporters have any purpose? The reporters had no purpose. It starts off <laughs> with a reporter. That wasn't your car? That's yeah, your car. the tracking, the, I don't even remember his name, Schumann, tracking the Schumann guy, uh, and he gets stabbed, and then the other reporters are know about it and they get some nurse to sneak out a body and give it to her and then nothing ever happens with the reporters there's there's no conclusion to their story that's kind of where and and then this woman who is a woman reporter shows up and starts questioning about the car and that's it that's all it oh man it is it's it's a it's hard to watch it's hard to watch it's so boring and there's so many it is boring there's so many there's so many things like you know they're the ceiling is black. Obviously, it's a it's inside a studio. The lighting is so off and weird, and um, there, it it's a um, it's shot like a nineteen twenties or early thirties movie would have been shot, where they're still thinking stage direction, you know, because the camera never moves from one just the front, or like a. Um, three camera sitcom you know it's it's like that it's like a three camera sitcom where you know well it was recorded live people actually the studio <laughs> audience that's what that laugh track was when himmler hitler was getting <laughs> it was his all face the actual enough. nazis from south america they flew them yeah. in to watch the making of this movie yeah i i really think see i had no idea about that the conspiracy theory that you guys were mentioning and i feel like that's kind of a critical 
piece of knowledge to go into the movie having because if you didn't which i didn't oh yeah if you didn't have that knowledge confusing. the movie would be crap <laughs> I, I was like why what is happening i it, they, it just made no sense to me whatsoever an interesting piece of trivia veronica lake was so enthused about making this movie she actually used all of the proceeds the financial proceeds from her autobiography and channeled them into making this her personal project. What? And she footed the bill for this whole movie. I saw that she was a producer <laughs> on it. Yeah. Yes. She, oh. It, and that just makes it even sadder because like all of these grand dames, uh, Veronica Lake was so glamorous and so famous. I mean, she was one of the sex icons of the 40s. She made the peekaboo hairstyle famous. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just this... This woman that that everybody has high opinions of, really looking back, um, but yeah, and and the fact that she would make this movie is just very weird to me. But I mean, and again, I feel like this could have been a good short film. Um, you know, if you want to have this twist, you know, if they expanded it out and blah blah blah, you're the person that you think is going to save Hitler and is part of the Nazis is really you know someone that's going to kill him, and that that there is potential there. I mean, seriously, I think that's kind of potential, but it's just the pacing, which is our hashtag for this um, episode. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I got hiccups. Um, but yeah, the pacing is just completely out of whack here. It really is. And is the entire movie dubbed, like, as far as, like, audio? Like, I don't think it was actually any It seems like sound. It. Yeah. It, you know, it was just... And that, that didn't help the acting because it felt... I don't know. It, it, everything felt flat, mm-hmm. and yeah, it matched their their lips, but it just there was kind of an out of body element to it, I guess. Yeah, um, I would I agree, especially in the beginning. Yeah, she was forty eight, by the way. Yes, when she made this, the, she was the ripe old age of forty eight. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous because forty eight. I mean. Golly, that there's so many actresses still kicking in the in forty eight, but uh, oh well. No. All right, so thanks for introducing us to Hag Horror. I didn't even know it was <laughs> you, a thing. You are more than welcome. You have enlightened I, me. I had a great time um, watching all these movies and researching this. And in fact, I'll just take this brief second to plug something really quick um oh oh plug yes i know i'm making a plug it's happening um for those of you who have been with us for a while you know that uh charles usually spearheads a during the entire month of october he watches 31 horror movies in 31 days and he gives awesome reviews on all of those and he you know spans a bunch of decades and so um this year we're kind of helping him out and we're we're making it a team effort and we're all uh, dividing and conquering and taking because I had a baby. Little... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Charles's yeah. free time just went from yeah sixty to zero. <laughs> yes. Right. So in some in some of these, uh, it, this this you know it's part four of the uh, thirty one days of horror, and in the sixties and seventies we're going to sneak a couple hag horror films in there, and I'm actually <laughs> going to be doing. Um, if you keep up with our reviews on our website, it's just awesome.com. Um, I'm going to be doing a separate segment devoted to talking about more of these high horror films um, because I think they're hilarious and so much fun. And I really, uh, you know, not that many people know about it as a subgenre. And so I really want to try to get it a little bit 
better known. And, and if I can convince anybody out there to watch any of these movies, then I will feel I've succeeded. So you're so. campaigning for a hag horror renaissance. I am. Gosh darn it. So stay tuned you for hear that. hear that, Meryl Streep? Well, and we, you know, in the past, <laughs> in the past we've written pretty short, um, you know, like Twitter, Twitter-sized reviews. So the goal for this one is Kelly and I are going to do expanded reviews. They're going to be like full-length reviews for each movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're also going to be doing some kind of introductions to each decade. So you'll be, you know, looking out on Facebook and the website and all that. We'll be posting some, you know, introductions. And I, I the goal that I want out of all of this is hopefully people learn about the history of horror films and can appreciate them a little more. Because, you know, I mean... Not that people don't like horror films, but mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of them get. There's some gems out there that get forgotten. So it's more of a. It, you're more about educating people about horror films, yeah. rather than just you know the the standard. Yeah, I want I want to do I want to educate them, entertain them. I just you know the goal. It's it's you know in a lot of ways we're actually putting a lot more work on our plates to do this. Um, but I I really hope that people like it because you know like we're gonna. We're gonna get started on it pretty soon, and uh, and I and as always, we'll put the list on the website so people can follow along. People can choose to watch these movies each day of October, um, and like Kelly said, we'll be spanning uh, the 1920s all the way to 2015 this year. And there's mm-hmm. a there's a nice mix um, because I brought Kelly on board. I decided, you know, the, in the past they've always been kind of 70s and 80s heavy. Um, this year we actually balanced it out. There's at least three movies in each decade. Um, and Kelly also starting uh, from what decade? 1920s. Wow. So awesome. our first one I believe is 1922. Maybe. And we'll find out about I think that. Which one we're watching? Um, yeah, October first. Yeah. Well, I'll post the list uh, at the end of September. Okay. And then, uh, like I said, they can follow along. Um, and also, uh, Kelly does not really like scary films, so. Um, the agreement that she and I made is that she's not going to watch any movies past the 2000s. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with the exception of a few, because I wanted her to at least be one in each decade. Yeah. So it, it's going to be kind of top heavy with Kelly in the 1920s mm-hmm. and up, and then eventually it'll become more me. So, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, it's going to be pretty exciting this year. I'm really hoping. Yeah, me too. I think it's going to be really fun. 31 so Days I, of Horror for for the for the new listeners that we have. 31 Days of Horror is one of the uh, the big most fun thing, most fun times at it's just awesome.com. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, like I said, we're, we'll, the, uh, I know other, it, it's kind of a, a big thing in the month of October. A lot of people do it, but I don't know any other place that really does the kind of decades and kind of a historical perspective right. on it too. Mm-hmm. So great. So, uh, let's talk about our next episode. Cause our next episode, not only is it our 40th episode, but Woo. it is also, our two-year anniversary. Yes. And, and yeah. I think I did the drum roll the wrong place because we put out, last episode, we put out a uh, Twitter poll uh, asking which of our two, you know 40 episodes would you want to hear again, like a, a redux of. And the one to revisit, yeah. yeah. And the winner is, Charles, you want to announce it? The winner was Dark Comedies, which was your episode, Micah. Yes. Yeah, and what episode was that? Episode maybe It was 12? early on. It was really early on. Maybe not even 12. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. Uh, yeah, I think it was like 8 or 9 even, maybe. So the thing is, whatever, whichever one won, the original person could not pick it. So I had no choice in these picks at all. Mm-hmm. 
So you guys want to Kelly and I had to get together or... and we had to pick three new dark comedies. Now, we should reiterate, what were your picks originally? My original picks were The Good was uh, Dr. Strangelove, The Bad was uh, Burn After Reading, and The Ugly was Dead Man on Campus. He almost forgot his picks. I, I mean, this, I is had... like when you, this is like when AI became your bad movie and that was your ugly It was movie. a year and a half ago. Okay, okay. go ahead. <laughs> wow. So, uh, Kelly, since I've been doing all this talking, do you want to tell uh, the world and Micah what our new dark comedy picks will be for the next episode? Sure. Okay, so um, chronologically, our picks will be Heather's from 1987, uh, Death Becomes Her from 1992, and throw mama from the train yes from 1988 maybe hmm. you look that danny devito and billy crystal yeah, go ahead and look that one up mike i want to i want to make sure we're giving out the right i'm gonna years. say 1986 i think that's throw mama from oh my goodness i haven't i remember that one 1987 i remember that nick we'll split the difference i remember that i remember that one and i gotta revisit it because it's been years since i've seen it okay all right guys thanks for listening you can check us out on it's just awesome.com where we're gonna have a lot of stuff going on in the next two months uh also at good pad podcast on twitter and it's just awesome on facebook and hear their series. We didn't plug that, but sorry, <laughs> sorry, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, Micah, you finished the Batman segment. You don't care about it anymore. And <laughs> Kelly, and, Kelly, and Mark are doing the uh, James Bond, and episode two is going to be posted pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, it should mm-hmm. be really soon. And if you haven't heard episode one, you gotta listen to it. It's hilarious, especially the fake commercials. Oh, and there's plenty more. Oh of them. man, there's more of those. Oh man, I had to pause it because I was laughing so hard. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. I do forget that you weren't for that. You yeah. you weren't part of the the filming of that one or recording. You got so You got to hear that. When you're no. hearing it, you're hearing it with fresh ears. Yes, it was it was hilarious. Okay, so thanks for listening, guys. Yep. Thank you. Have a good one. <laughs>